This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we celebrate another NESCAC title for women's rowing, plus a salute to our swimming seniors. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The rowing teams competed in the NESCAC championships over the weekend on the Malden River. The men's first varsity eight finished a very close second place at Trinity in its heat, eventually finishing in fourth place overall on the day. The men's second varsity eight won by open water over Trinity in its heat before falling to Williams in the grand final. Good for second overall. The day before the men raced, the number one nationally ranked Bates women's rowing team won a fourth consecutive NESCAC title. Led by senior coxswain Liza Folsom and senior stroke Catherine Berry Toon, the first varsity eight took on Williams first, racing to the finish in an open water victory with the Eves finishing 11 seconds behind. Then in the grand final, the Bates 1v defeated number two nationally ranked Hamilton for the championship by a margin of more than seven seconds. Catherine Barry Toon joined the Bobcast to represent the first varsity eight, who together are our female Bobcats of the week. Well, it's definitely been crazy getting back on the water and having such a quick turnaround to NESCAC championships. Usually we have, you know, our whole training um, like month of March. And then um, usually our first race, we haven't even been on the water at all. Um, so it's kind of something we're used to where um, we've had such little water time. Um, and then we're suddenly racing. Um, but yeah, yeah, we're, we've been ready to go for a while now. So it was kind of nice just to have races back to back to back to get us back in the zone, I guess. Take us through the races there over the weekend against first Williams, who you had not raced yet this year. And then Hamilton, right. who I believe you did race earlier in the season, right? They were both really exciting races. Um, Williams was definitely um a race to look that we were looking forward to since we hadn't raced them yet um our coach was getting us really like hyped up for it um we were just like looking forward to racing them since they had beat wesleyan who had previously been the second um ranked team um until williams beat them last weekend um so we were really really excited about racing them it was an awesome race um they gave them they gave us their all um and then hamilton was probably like the best race we've had all season for sure. Um, we got to do like a huge sprint at the end, which um, it always gets us like super excited and ready to go for like our now, now, now we're getting ready to do that again at NCAAs. And then you're at the stroke position in the boat. So that's right next to the coxswain. So obviously you and Folsom probably have a, a good working relationship there. How, how, what is that dynamic like? Yeah. Uh, Liza's my roommate actually. So oh, nice. Um, we've, we've gotten really close definitely over this season, um, and over the course of the last four years. Um, but it's really fun to work with not only one of my closest friends, but like such an awesome teammate. Um, it's definitely a different dynamic when we're in the boat together. Our, our mindset changes a lot to just like seeing what we can do to work together better, how we can fix the boat if it needs fixing, um, and just like communicating between everyone else in the boat, um, and then between the two of us also. Well, so were, were you roommates before you became the stroke uh, uh, seat in the boat, or how did that go? Yeah, yeah. So Liza um, and I live with two other of our boatmates, actually, or yeah, two other of our teammates. Um, and so, yeah, we became, we've been boatmates before, but now that we're together all the time and we're all, I'm also stroke, so I'm looking at her all the time now. <laughs> Definitely getting sick of me. And then the stroke position, take us through, for those who don't know, what makes it maybe different and unique from the other spots? Yeah, so in the stroke position, you're the one who kind of sets, like, the pace for the rest of the boat. The whole boat really works together to, like, figure out what the, like, stroke rate is. That, that could be, like, a super low stroke rate when you're just kind of relaxed or, like, a super high stroke rate when you're sprinting. Um, but yeah, the whole boat kind of just like works together to set the, the tone, the speed. And then our coach likes to say that the stroke kind of the stroke pair really sets the cadence of the um, of the whole boat. So, yeah, it's definitely um, it feels like a unique position sometimes. 
Um, Cause sometimes you can feel some things that not everyone in the boat can feel. Um, and yeah, you just kind of look for ways to make you go faster. It's a very experienced group, isn't it? In the one B. I mean, yeah. you, all, you all were together as sophomores, right? Two years ago. I mean, uh, was it easy to pick it back up again? Yeah, it's, um, it's crazy that the last time we rode together was two years ago. Um, since a lot of the people in the boat were abroad in junior fall. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, seven seniors currently in the, in the first varsity boat, um, and two juniors. So it's a, definitely a upper class boat. Um, it's really, we've rode together, um, for the last four years. So it was kind of, it was definitely a lot easier than it would have been, I think, um, to get back into the, into the pace of things. Great. And then take us back to when you were in high school looking for colleges. What led you to Bates? Rowing led me. Rowing definitely led me to Bates. I had a, um, actually my cross country coach when I did cross country in high school, she had rowed at Bates. She had graduated two years before becoming my cross country coach. And um, I had already been looking at Bates. Um, I had done some rowing camps where I met the assistant coach at the time um, of Bates. Um, but yeah, my, um, cross country coach my senior year of high school really pushed me to um go to Bates she told me a lot about Bates rowing things that I don't think I would have found out until I had um come here um she was just definitely a very inspiring person um and set the tone of what like Bates rowing looks like so she yeah she was a huge part but Bates um has always been about rowing it's always been a huge part of my life so that was what pushed me to go here, I think. And what was the name of your coach? Um, Becky O'Neill. She okay. graduated from here in like 2015, maybe. Yeah. So she told you all about the experience of like going to NCAAs and stuff, I assume? Yeah, she talked about NCAAs. Um, she had been a novice rower when she came to Bates and then um, was a captain her senior year at Bates. Um, yeah, I remember her telling me some crazy like stories just about like rowing and being so inexperienced and then she was she was one of the like hardest working people I've ever met well take us back even further I guess when did you start rowing how did you get into the sport I started rowing my um in high school um I went to a boarding school so that was the first time I had heard of rowing um I had an older sister who went to Wellesley and then she had rowed for a year there so that was the first time I saw rowing um I visited her parents weekend I think when I was still before I had even gone to high school um and I got on an erg because they were doing some sort of erg thing for the families um so I think that was the first time I'd been on an erg and then I wanted to row when I got into high school because I thought it would just look really cool but your background growing up was it more in running it sounds like or were there some other sports involved I played a lot of sports um before before just focusing on rowing I used to play soccer um, I did cross country and I swam when I was in high school. Um, I, I, yeah, I did three sports in high school, uh, cross country, swimming, and then rowing. Great. What was the biggest adjustment when you first got into a boat just for rowing in general? I think it was just um, figuring out how to work with um, other people because I had done such solitary sports for um, a while. Definitely learning how to move with other people and learning how to um, like fix mistakes, not that are not just yours, but how to work with the other people in your boat to fix um, the mistakes that you're feeling. And then tell me about the experience sophomore year being in that one B for the championship mm -hmm. that season. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. Um, that was my first NCAAs um, at Bates. I had been in the 2V my freshman year actually, but then I broke my foot um two days before and like two days before everyone was getting set to uh for NCAAs so, um so it was it was really um cool it was a really great group of seniors that year um a really like powerful strong boat um and it was definitely intimidating to um be racing after um like Bates had won nationals the year before and then uh, the year before that so it was just it was very exciting great well give us give us your thoughts on NCAAs coming up now and the end of the month here because obviously Bates got the automatic bid right 
yeah um yeah that is definitely a load off um to to have that bid um but i think we're just looking forward to racing all those teams that we would have already raced by now like um wpi or ithaca a bunch of other schools that are definitely competitive and we don't yeah we're hoping that we'll be prepared i'm sure we will be but yeah we definitely still have a lot of work left to put in um before then sounds good catherine barry tune our female bobcat of the week representing the first varsity eight nescac champions once again for baits thanks so much thank you Aaron. The baseball team wrapped up its season over the weekend, dropping a pair of games to Colby. It was a tough year for the Bobcats, but senior captain Christian Beal finished his Bates career on Sunday by going 4 for 5 with two doubles, two RBIs, and a run scored. His career batting average in 52 games over three seasons as a Bobcat settles at 354. And Christian Beal is our male Bobcat of the week. Obviously, the whole world, you know, changed uh, in a matter of the past year. Um, you know, it really, I just tried to adapt to it. I'm just being positive. Um, you know, I, I've enjoyed, you know, I've enjoyed being at Bates during these unprecedented times. I think that Bates has really done a good job of, um, you know, keeping me positive in the right spot. And that's the same thing our co my coach has done, my teammates have done. Um, and I wouldn't want to go through these unprecedented times with anyone else other than my teammates. Um, and it's something that I'm always going to look back on. Um, and then on the field, um, you know, I, I, have, I made a lot of memories that sophomore year. Uh, and when I look back at Bates, I'm really going to think about that sophomore year and that, that group of guys um, because that was so special. Um, coming back from Ohio, not, you know, didn't play. Um, and, you know, I never knew what, you know, what the story was going to be for my baseball career after that. Um, and, you know, going back and playing that sophomore year and competing again, I really couldn't ask for a better year, you know, my sophomore year. And, and that junior, my junior year last year, I thought that team was going to be special. Um, and I, you know, I was talking to Martin about that yesterday. Um, you know, that junior year's team, you know, we were deep. Uh, we, we were just going to be a really good team. We were experienced. Um, and it was really a shame that our season got, uh, you know, cut short because coming up that nine and three, we were building on that. I thought the, you know, tables we were going to turn during that. Um, and then obviously everything got shut down. Um, but looking back on it, I'm blessed and I'm, uh, I'm always going to be blessed to be a Bobcat. So. Excellent. And off the field, you got done in the classroom also. I know you're one of our senior scholars uh, award winners this year for your GPA, your performance in the classroom. So tell me how you were able to balance those two. You know, it's always the classic uh, academics and athletics, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it's the way I was raised. Um, you know, I knew my mom's always put academics first um, and baseball was always second. It was no comparison between that, you know, get the homework done and then go hit and then you eat dinner. <laughs> That's the way I was raised. So you know, it's always been first. Um, and when I got here, you know, I never wanted, you know, I never want to be defined by one thing um, throughout my entire life. And especially here as, as I get older, I never want to be, you know, defined by well, just a baseball player or, you know, defined by just a, you know, in the classroom or a nerd. I always wanted to be both. Uh, and my, uh, my cousin kind of formed a, def a uh, definition for me uh, when I was in high school. It's called, it depends like a jock and a nerd combined. She calls it your nerd. <laughs> and uh, that's kind of the way I describe myself. Um, but yeah, I mean, Bates is, it's to me, you know, I've, I've really um, enjoyed the professors. They're, the classes here are really um, intriguing. You learn a lot, they're eye-opening and you really learn from your classmates here. Um, so doing the work was easy because you're really, you know, you're really learning from your classmates and you're doing, you're tackling these complex issues um, with your classmates. So, uh, you know, I've enjoyed it. Um, and, you know, keeping my curiosity is the reason why my GPA is probably so high because I was so curious and invested in the, in the books. Great. Well, this past weekend, obviously a tough one there against Colby. You had four hits, though, in your final game as a Bobcat. It's a weird dilemma, though, right? In baseball, you're like <laughs> feeling great at the plate. You look at the scoreboard like, oh, man, this isn't how we go and how we want. But I mean, like, so yeah. what was your thoughts kind of going through that game? You're, you're obviously a couple doubles for you, a couple of ribbies, right? Yeah, I mean, it's been I kind of it's been I'm gonna go back to like the entire year. It's been a weird it's been kind of a weird year because like I you started off really, real hot. Um, and I had that great weekend and it was just, it was weird because a lot of singles for me, it wasn't no extra base hits. And I, you know, I really, I appreciate that day, but in like five for eight, five singles, it was like a really kind of, I've never really done it. Usually got a couple of doubles sprinkled in there, this and that. Then you take the whole two weeks off. Um, and then we came back and played toughs and, you know, they, you know, we were a little off timing. My time was off a little bit because we took two weeks off. Um, and then, you know, then I went in the streak of, I was hitting balls right at people. I mean, errors where, you know, guys couldn't feel it. I was hitting at them, but still not hits. But, right. you know, I was getting on base up my team score runs and all that. But, like, it was like every time I, I lined out or get it at somebody for an error, 
And then I'm like, dang, I can't buy, I can't buy a hit, man. Um, and uh, going into this weekend, I mean, Kobe's have told, I played Kobe the first weekend and then going this weekend, I lined out three times on Saturday. And then I was like, at, at this point, this is fun. I mean, I just can't find green, but it's just baseball. And then he said, you know, yesterday, obviously, just found a lot of green and um you know I'm, I'm very you know it's baseball's like that sometimes yesterday was just one of those days where i found green but um how to manage that with a 20 to 3 uh loss um i'm not gonna lie to you, it's hard um you know it, it, it was tough uh it was tough to be part of that um because you know you out there you compete you just try to compete 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 and you know when it's not going your way the bounce not going your way it can get real real frustrating um and you when you you want to promise we want to put a product that everyone wants to be proud of, um, you know, every inning and, you know, everyone at Bates can be proud of and look at and watch. And, um, you know, when you lose like that, it hurts. Um, but I always, you know, remember uh, what my mom and Coach Martin, you know, always tell me, and that's you're just going to play every inning, every at bat, like it's your last one. And happy to be my last one at Bates, but, you know, just play everything like your last one, whether it's beating out infield singles or hitting doubles off the wall. I just try to, you know, play every at bat like it's my last one. And we, as we discussed before, you do have some more baseball in your future with uh, Richmond uh, next year. Do you have any summer ball plans lined up? I know those get lined up pretty early, right? <laughs> yeah, summer ball is a it, – it, it's a tough – it's a really tough circumstance because of, you know, I was the new, I was supposed to go to Northwoods last summer. COVID happened. That kind of um, got messed up. So I played in a really, really good league called Newport Collegiate League this past summer allow me to play in front of a lot of scouts and coaches. Uh, I was really paid attention to that. Got there from Richmond. Um, this year, I was sent, signed again to Northwoods team in Canada. That team got dismantled oh, yeah. uh, because of COVID. And, you know, obviously you signed, I was signed in, I believe, I want to say September. So way, way early, because that's when you really sign. Right. Um, and then again, I hear in March that, you know, there's no place. So I have to find a new place. Um, and it's been kind of a scramble um, with a lot of guys uh, come my incoming class at Richmond or my graduate class at Richmond. We're all trying to find a place. Um, but I, I think I will be playing in the Futures League um, mm -hmm. with the Westfield Starfires uh, for the, with another kid from UPenn who's going to Richmond. So we're going to play there um, for, I mean, honestly, we'll see how long it is. Um, but summer ball, you never know. Right. Well, you're familiar with the Futures League. You played there two years ago. So, yeah, I just need to get at bats. You know how it is. I only, you know, I need to get at bats before I go to Richmond. Like you said, I've only had a certain number of bats the last couple of years. So, I need to get bats, put some numbers on the board, and, you know, keep going. And so, speaking of Richmond, I mean, what are your thoughts about next year and what are you most looking forward to? Anything you're nervous about? Uh, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not nervous. Um, I think that, you know, when I came here, I, you know, again, it's kind of the same thing, right? I came here as a sophomore. You know, and, and I didn't know what to expect. Uh, I, like I said, I don't expect the Richmond either. You know, I know it's a good program. I know the coaches are really, you know, are good. Um, and obviously no one's there. So he tells me this and that. But, you know, I'm just going to go in, you know, and embrace everything and be the player that I've been here or I've tried to, you know, try to be here all throughout my three years here. Um, and I hopefully the rest will take care of itself. But again, um, it's obviously, you know, do you want baseball? But I don't, I don't ever try to get lost in that. I'm just going to go play that, play my brand of baseball and play the game, play the game I love the way I was raised. Great. Well, any other thoughts you wanted to share about your time as a Bobcat we haven't got to talk about yet? Uh, I just want to say thank you to you and thank you to everyone who's made my time so memorable and fun. Uh, you've really kept it, you know, loose and, uh, you know, you've really put together some great stories throughout my years here. And, you know, I've always, I always love, you know, watching the recaps, reading the recaps, watching the highlights and your calls and my catches. Uh, I'm going to miss those. So, you know, I just want to say thank you to you and the entire base community uh, for your support over the last three years. You know, it's been amazing and I wouldn't have asked for a better three years. So thank you guys. Well, I appreciate that. And Christian, thank you so much for joining us on the Bobcast. You obviously have been a great player for the Bobcats. We're looking forward to seeing you play it at Richmond and in the future. Thanks again. Appreciate it. Thank you. Aaron. The swimming and diving teams held a senior recognition ceremony on Friday. And now it's our turn to salute the seniors on the Bobcast. We are joined first by women's team captains Caroline Apathy, Elizabeth Colon, and Lily Scott. First of all, as a trio of captains, Elizabeth, we'll start with you. How has your kind of leadership strategy been uh, this past year considering the situation we're in, right, with the pandemic? Yeah, I'm definitely glad to have two people next to me that I trust. Um, I think going into a situation where no one really knows how to be a leader, we don't have any precedent, no one's been through this situation before, and we have to bring in a group of first years that have never been to Bates, don't really get the opportunity to compete with us, 
And so we started the year kind of brainstorming ideas to get them involved and to even allow us to spend time with some of the underclassmen and the juniors as well. Um, we did some trips at the beginning of the year. We did a scavenger hunt with them and just um, having Caroline and Lily to lean on and to bounce ideas off of and to just spend time with during my senior year was phenomenal. Terrific. Caroline, tell us a little bit about the uh, senior recognition ceremony you all had this past weekend. How cool was that? It was so fun. I had an amazing time. It was you know, going into this year, we knew, and with the season canceled, we knew that we wouldn't have the normal celebration of seniors at our senior meet, which is pretty fun because we get to race another team, but um, the juniors did a phenomenal job of, you know, making us feel special and important, and I appreciated, and we all appreciated it so much. Um, I cried for a very long time because it was very touching and sweet. They involved our family from home and it was just awesome. Lily, what were your takeaways from the ceremony? Oh, I mean, there were so many. I think the we had some expectations, of course, because we didn't really have a lot of events this year because of COVID. And so I think our expectations were not too sky high, but the juniors and the coaching staff and everyone on the team really just blew, blew past our expectations and just gave us a night to really commemorate the last four years of swimming and all of our years on top of that of swimming in general as well and just made it super special for us. And Elizabeth, how'd it go from your perspective? Yeah, it was better than anything I could have ever imagined. I think the best part for me was having the freshmen and the sophomores come on deck and they did top 10 lists, which we usually do on our training trip, which we unfortunately didn't get to go on this year. And seeing the year that they had and seeing them reflect on the year and have positives from this year. I know I had positives from this year, but them reiterating that they also had that and they had a good year and they made memories and we were able to have somewhat of a successful season or in my mind, a more successful season than I could have ever imagined in COVID was really heartwarming. Excellent. And then uh, Lily, um, you know, you and Elizabeth, first time I think on the Bobcast, right? So we always ask this, how did you first decide that Bates was the place for you? Lily, we can start with you. Bates was actually the only recruiting trip where I just enjoyed every single aspect of it. I loved the people immediately on the team and on campus. Everyone was super friendly. Uh, academics, of course, were really just like top notch. That was huge. That was a huge tick on the list. <laughs> um, and then also, of course, the coaching staff, PC, Vanessa, and Will Wallace all were just so welcoming on my recruiting trip. So it, they really made it an easy decision for me. I ended up going like D2 after <laughs> applying ED1 to voting. Thank God I got rejected because if I didn't go to Bates, I couldn't have imagined what my last four years would have looked like. I have such an amazing um, group of friends around me that I'm leaving with, and I could not be more grateful. Well, I got to ask you then, the Bowden meets, that always uh, have a little extra motivation for you, perhaps? Yeah. Yeah, Bowden's always been a great uh, competitor for us, regardless of my history with them or not. Um, but yeah, no, Bowden's always been great competition, but I love my Bates Bobcats. And Elizabeth, how about for you? How do you decide to become a Bobcat? Yeah, um, my decision was like really kind of down to the wire. It was almost... A, like a May 1st deadline choice. Um, I, in senior year of high school, I kind of was questioning if I really wanted to swim or not in college. So my college search was definitely um, far and wide. Um, and, but after coming to Bates and um, seeing the opportunity I would have for, I knew I wanted to come in as a math major. And then um, people on the team actually convinced me that economics would also be a great fit for me. I came the first night of short term and got to stay with one of the swimmers and then do um, an accepted students day. Um, and that next day when I saw my parents during accepted students day, I was like, this is the place I wanna be, like no more questions about it. Um, everyone says it, but it was really the people that convinced me. It was a team that I felt I would be supported on all the time. Um, after my meeting with PC, I knew I would always have an adult to go to, I think going into college, it's a little bit scary when you're gonna be on your own. And I just felt like Bates Swim and Dive was a place that I would have someone to lean on from the first day I stepped on campus. And that has been true. And I'm 
coming out with friends that I'll have for a lifetime and a support system that I know I'll be able to go to even years after college. Excellent. Let's go around the panel and get um, your answers on, but the most memorable meets uh, during your time as a Bobcat. Caroline, we can start with you in terms of uh, your most, maybe some most memorable meets for you. Off the top of my head, I'd probably have to say um, main state meet for some reason. Like I know nationals and NESCACs are pretty big meets that are always memorable, but I remember coming in as a freshman, the main state meet was just so much fun. It was the first meet we got to suit up with the team and I had a blast and I'll always remember swimming at Bowdoin with Bates. Great, Lily, how about for you? My favorite meet off the top of my head would be our first meet of the dual season every year, which is the try meet with Wesleyan and Trinity. We just have so much energy after training all preseason and then beginning of November. We just have been dying to like get in the pool every year and just having all that energy like finally come to fruition at the beginning and have it carry us through the rest of the season really just sets the tone. And I have good friends in actually both of the other teams or not both the other teams, just Trinity. <laughs> and so I always love like seeing them and it's just, yeah, just great, great vibes on deck. Terrific. Elizabeth, how about for you? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say NESCACs my sophomore year was probably my all-time favorite meet. It was actually the last meet I ever got to compete in, so it kind of has a special place in my heart. Um, yeah, I'm still here, but <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Um, I just had, everyone I think swam phenomenally. We kind of, I kind of had a better head on my shoulders after kind of going in during the headlights freshman year, not knowing what to expect. Um, I think I was a little bit calmer and a little bit more excited and I really got to enjoy my swimming as well as everyone else's swimming. Um, people did phenomenal at me and it, that meet, it was just great energy and always exciting. I also really enjoyed um, junior year when I came back from abroad. I didn't swim at Nezcats. I, I had a broken ankle, um, but just being there and kind of watching everyone swim, I think I really appreciated their successes. Um, like even more than I could have ever, because that was kind of what I got to do. Um, and just standing in the stands and videotaping, um, I really saw everyone kind of mesh and everything fall into place after the season and saw everyone's hard work pay off. And um, it was just really exciting to get to be there. And then um, PC won coach of the year that year as well. So um, that was also a great moment. And I believe that year, Caroline, you won a NESCAC title. You won a couple of NESCAC titles during your time uh, as a Bobcat. Uh, take us through those races and what you remember and what it means to you to, you know, have all those honors, I guess, uh, during your time as a Bobcat here. It's a lot of adrenaline going into, like, the A final. But, like, I'll, I love Butterfly because when you do an open turn, you get to see the people that you're, are cheering for you. And at both meets, I saw the my team's faces, like, my teammates cheering me on and I loved swimming um last next cacks uh the hundred fly next to Yannicka Ho who is like one of my good friends and you know I had the best time swimming next to her for one final moment and I gave her the biggest hug and it was such a great moment and um yeah I think having the teammates behind the blocks is definitely something that's puts a cherry on top of a win, I guess. <laughs> well, and it's interesting because at the time you didn't know that'd be the last time, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, it's crazy. Yeah. My last race was the 400 free relay. And that was also Yannicka's last race. So like when we were going up for podium, she's like, guys, this is my last race. I'm like, Oh yeah. <laughs> it was just, it's crazy to think about. And then um, speaking of like, you know, teammates and everything, Elizabeth, how cool was it to, to you know, you, you mentioned, obviously, unfortunately, you, you, you're injured and whatnot, but you, you touched on that, watching your teammates succeed. That's got to be a big part of swimming, right? I mean, a team atmosphere, right? Absolutely. Um, I'm a distance swimmer, and I would say the people that practice in the lane with me are the people that have gotten me through everything during my swim career. Um, I wouldn't be there without them. I would say being a distance swimmer is somewhat, that's what you're good at and somewhat someone has to do it um, at some points. Um, and there are no people that I would rather do it for at that, uh, during those moments that I don't want to be doing it. Um, and so having that support system, um, Kaylee Swintax, she's a junior. She's kind of been with me through it all. Lucy Faust, she graduated, but she was a great role model for me. 
Um, and like one of my proudest moments this year was seeing Julia Johnson, she's a freshman, come in and doing, um, doing the thousand free in the pool and getting a pool record. And I think seeing that and seeing that um, kind of legacy of distance swimmers move on and seeing her work hard and seeing her improve even during a season we're not competing was um, amazing. It was really inspiring. Awesome. Well, we'll go around the panel here just for your final thoughts. Anything else you wanted to mention about your time as a, as a Bobcat swimmer we haven't got to talk about? Lily, we can start with you. It's hard to say a final goodbye because it doesn't feel like a goodbye, as Elizabeth mentioned. When we leave here, we're always going to have the ties that connect us back to Bates Swim and Dive. And I just couldn't be more grateful for um, Peter and Vanessa and Bill, obviously, for all their hard work and coaching us all and just being great teachers over the years, as well as mentors personally. I couldn't be more grateful for my senior class who went through this crazy year in the last four years as well. Just being able to make it through college in general is a huge accomplishment and being a collegiate athlete and a swimmer all these years is just a huge undertaking. And I wouldn't be where I am today without the friendships and relationships that I've formed from the sport. And I just, yeah, I just wish everyone the best after we leave. And I hope it, I hope our class hopefully leaves something for the underclassmen to take with them in the future. And if they ever need to reach out, they feel like they can. And we'll be back for some meets for sure. Excellent. Caroline, how about for your final thoughts? Um, I guess just there's something about the Bates Swim and Dive team that attracts special people. Like when I think about my teammates and my friends, they're all there's something unique and special about each person. And I know not everyone can come on here and talk about their swimming experience at Bates, but every single person has something to say and it's been awesome. And I'm so grateful for all the support that Vanessa, Peter and uh, Bill have given me and all the friendships I've made. Um, I'm gonna miss it so much and yeah. The, I'm sure the swim team's also it, the swim team's also in great hands with the underclassmen. They're killing it. Awesome. And Elizabeth, how about for you? Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm glad I stuck around in the sport of swimming just because of the people that I got to surround myself with. Um, this is a team that I feel like I could go up to anyone and have a conversation. And I feel like every single person that's on the pool deck with me makes me better in some way, whether that's um, training with me or just being a positive presence in my life. The coaching staff has gotten me through so much at Bates, not just swimming included, um, through my academics and just through navigating life as a like new college student to being a senior and trying to write my thesis during a pandemic. Um, and I'm going to say that swimming at Bates was probably one of the best parts of my Bates experience and the senior class that I got to do it all with. Um, freshman year we were at a meet and I said guys I don't I really really don't want to be seniors and they all kind of looked at me like I was crazy and now I'm sitting here and it feels like that was two seconds ago and I'm still sad that we're all going to go our separate ways but I know they're all going to do phenomenal things and they're going to go and do um become better people than they are already and I can't wait to watch them do that and I can't wait to come back and spend more time with them and I also can't wait to watch what the juniors do as leaders of the team next year as well as the underclassmen grow and become better swimmers and see the freshmen actually get to compete so yeah I definitely thank Bates for making me such a better person than I was before. On the men's side, senior captains Nick Antonellis and Lee Emmerich join the show to look back on their times as Bobcats. First of all, let's just talk about the event Friday night at Tarbell Pool. Looks like it was a great uh, send-off for the seniors. Uh, Nick, we'll start with you. What were your thoughts on uh, the presentation there by the juniors and the other uh, um, non-senior athletes? It was, uh, it was very heartfelt and it was very sincere. Uh, we know that the juniors put a lot of effort and thought into what was going on. And there were a lot of iterations of what the ceremony was going to look like. Uh, we also really need to thank our coaches, uh, Peter, Vanessa, and Bill, for their effort in this in two and, you know, kind of sticking to it and seeing through that we actually did get a senior ceremony, which we all really, really appreciated. And it was a, it was a very nice way to close 
you know, four years, even though we really didn't get that traditional um, senior season, it was very nice. And we all, we all really appreciated it. Lee, what was your major takeaways from the ceremony there on Friday? I totally agree with everything that Nick said. Um, this whole year, uh, the coaches and our, our underclassmen and the juniors have all uh, put in so much work to try to give us a special last year because they know that we're missing out on like a lot of the, the big major things that the seniors get to do. So that senior celebration really uh, was really special to see that, you know, all of our friends and our coaches care about us like that. PC the other day was talking to me about how like in a normal year, uh, you know, normally we'd have to do it really quick because it's in the middle of a meet and like uh, we're super tired because it's like the hardest week uh, meet weekend of the of the whole season pretty much. So this year we had like a full hour just fully dedicated to us, which was really special, even though it was not, um, you know, too traditional. Right, exactly. Uh, Nick, uh, we'll ask both of you this, but uh, Nick, we'll start with you in terms of uh, take us back to when you were in high school. Um, would love, uh, love to know what made Bates kind of place for you when you're looking at colleges? I, it was my end of my junior year, uh, in the beginning of the summer to my senior year, I got an email from Vanessa and Peter um, expressing interest. I had actually never really heard of Bates before, um, but in talking about, you know, the recruiting process with my grandfather, he was very, very excited to hear that Bates was interested in me because Bates was a school that he looked at uh, to play football way back in the 70s, sorry, the 60s. And unfortunately, he could not come to Bates because he couldn't afford it. And he knew that it was a very good opportunity for me. So he really pushed me to look heavily into Bates. I came on my recruiting trip. I met some lovely guys who really took care of me and made me understand that this team was more than just the traditional swimming team, this was a men's and women's team that was a family. Because unlike uh, some of the other NESCAC schools that I visited, the men's and women's team at Bates was the closest that I'd ever seen. And it was something that I very much enjoyed. It was very something I very much wanted. And I mean, Bates's academics spoke for themselves. There was really no question or no concern for me on that part. So, you know, after my recruiting trip and after all of my recruiting trips, seeing what I saw at Bates and understanding the caring, the connectful, and just the welcomeness, I knew that this was a place that I was going to be happy at. Excellent. Lee, how about for you? I didn't hear about Bates until I guess a little late in the game. I was a senior, I think, because I was checking out Wesleyan and that didn't really work out. And through um, the coach at Wesleyan, I kind of found out about Bates. And then uh, like Nick, I ended up doing a recruiting trip and I, I loved it. And then like through the whole application process, Bates was really good about like making it work financially. I was really into like the mission of the school. I liked the swim team, obviously. I liked the coaches. Yeah, and then I, I came here and I liked it even more. Funny story about uh, Lee and I. We were both at a meet our senior year in uh, Ithaca, New York, and I saw Lee with a bait swimming and diving hat on. So I went up to him and I said, hi. And Lee actually didn't know who I was, and I didn't know who he was, and it was really funny. <laughs> well, another funny aspect of that story, like when Nick was 18, he looked exactly how he looks right now. So I thought, like, <laughs> he was an upperclassman who was visiting his high school and like was swimming. So I thought like some 21 year old was saying, Hey to me. And I was, I felt super awkward and I walked away. It was actually, it was very funny. And so what's it been like now being captains this year, obviously in a, in an unprecedented uh, time. Um, being a captain this year was a bit of a challenge. Uh, one of the things in the major takeaways that I think Lee and I took away from this year and some type of a pearl of wisdom, you might say that we, imparted onto the juniors is that you really can't do this job alone and it does not work that well if you have two guys just trying to lead it and so we really sat the juniors down and we talked to them about you know being open with us about ideas and we were honest with them about their position as leaders on this team and I think that's uh it's a program that's in the development but I think Lee and I have started something that the underclassmen start and everybody is starting to realize that we are all individual leaders on this team. So we all have to act accordingly and do such in order to achieve our goals. And I think that was one of the successes that we could say that we can take away from this year. Lee, how about for you? What's it like being a captain with Nick? 
Yeah. Uh, well, I got to totally echo what Nick said about it, it being kind of a, a difficult year because, you know, you think about the captains to come before us, they had uh, previous examples of like what a captain does in a normal season. So this year, a lot of that kind of got, you know, thrown out the window. It's a whole different ball game now because, you know, we're not really swimming like we normally do. We don't have meets. The rules are different. So Nick and I, you know, it was hard to to know like what our role is in like this new swim team this year. Um, but at the same time, it was like a, you know, a huge honor because uh, I think about all of the, the people who were captains before me and there are some of, you know, I still, I look up to those guys and those girls to this day. And then I think about all of our, you know, the people on our team, like it's a, an honor to be in charge of such like successful people. They're great athletes. They're just great people. They're really smart. So it means a lot, but it was hard. Certainly. And then um, take us back to your first three years uh, when you did have meets. Maybe what's the most memorable meet during your time as a Bobcat, if you look back on it, Nick? I would probably say that for me, the most memorable, I would say it's two. Uh, my freshman year NESCAC meet, that was a blast. I mean, first time swimming in the conference meet and, you know, swimming for baits in front of everybody else was fantastic. It was an honor and it was a great opportunity. And it became more of an honor as the years got went on and the team grew and we had to, you know, start like competing for spots on the NESCAC team because we can only take, I think it's what, 32 guys to NESCACs and we now have a team of 40. It was, it was, it got more competitive and it was great. Um, but freshman year, it stands out as the highlight in the, of that. And then I think this a very close second, if not just a tie for first would be last year when we beat Colby for the CBB title, because the year before that they beat us and it, it stung a little. So it was really nice to, to beat them and, you know, just, have the CBB title, which we hadn't had since um, before Lee and I actually came to Bates. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Lee, how about for you, memorable meets? Colby probably up there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think even if someone like wasn't from Bates, Colby would have been an, a pretty memorable meet if they were just like a witness. Um, but I think my like uh, favorite meet at Bates was probably my, my sophomore year in SCACs actually. Um, cause like Nick was talking about, like that was a competitive year to go to NESCACs and I was having like kind of a rough, uh, training year. Like I wasn't doing as well as I was hoping in, in season meets. And I like got into NESCACs like by the skin of my teeth. And I was super nervous that I wasn't going to show up like perform. But once I was there, like the energy was right. And like being with all my friends, like I don't know. I mean, it's true at every NESCACs, like the atmosphere that gets created, like all of a sudden you feel like you can do anything, but like uh, that year, um, I don't know. It was just a great energy and like the, the connections between the teams, the team for me was like particularly good that year. And it, it was probably one of my best meets ever. And we did well, like as a school all in all. Awesome. And then uh, last question for both of you, just kind of any final thoughts you wanted to share about your time as a Bobcat? I don't know. I guess I'll just say that, like, I mean, I can I can talk about the swim team. I can't talk about other sports, but like, it's crazy how much we're like a family like that. I feel like it's such a cliche term, like when people say like, oh, my team is my family. And like maybe in all cases it is true. But like I was shocked because like I didn't experience this like in high school swimming or club swimming. But like all of my best friends are like on the swim team and like the people that I like want to be around are the people who are on the swim team. And it's just like an amazing environment. And I'm really lucky. Cause like coming to school, I was nervous about like meeting new people, but then all of a sudden, once you like walk onto the pool deck for the first time, it's like, Oh, here are like 50 uh, given close friends. Like you don't even have to do anything and they're just there for you. So that's what is most important about being a Bobcat, I guess, for me is that connection. It's also amazing how strong, those connections are because we can speak to this too, but our alumni network, they, they come, they, people that have graduated 15, 20 years ago, come to our meets at WPI. They come to NESCACs. They come to the home opener, Wesleyan Trinity. 
We have no idea who they are until the end of the meet when they, they're like, hi, my name is Chris. I graduated in 1990. How are you doing? And then, you know, when uh, Peter and Vanessa and Bill put on events where the alumni get to come, they, they show up and it's fantastic. And I mean, that, that also reflects in the FBA challenge. Right. But I mean, you know, it's nice to know that, you know, as a graduating senior, I'm not really stepping out into an unknown world where it's, I'm going to be alone. There are people that I can talk to, people that I have been talking to that are there for me and who can help guide me and have helped guide me. Awesome. Nick Antonellis and Lee Emmerich, thank you so much for joining us on the Bobcast. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having us. Thanks, Aaron. We also caught up with Bates Swimming and Diving head coach Peter Casares, who salutes all the seniors on his teams. He looks back on the senior ceremony and tells us the impact each senior made on the program. I thought it went uh, phenomenal. We had a chance to get them together and give them back some of the things that were taken away this year. Um, and that was a little bit of the theme. Um, I know they missed out on meets a senior night at their last dual meet. They missed out on a training trip. Um, and so some of the traditions that we've done with senior dinners and recognitions and uh, training trip activities and team bonding things that we um, have become part of who we are and what makes us so close slipped through our fingers. So we gave them back a lot of those in a really sweet one hour and 15 minute ceremony. And I, I just got to tell you, our junior class did a phenomenal job of organizing a lot of the behind the scenes um, stuff that needed to happen, whether it was decorating the pool with balloons and streamers or getting um, gift bags ready for them to, to walk off the deck with, um, with mementos in them, um, pictures and notes and, and other little things that were really great that they just put together all on their own. So I think they felt a lot of love from the team and the coaching staff um, and their parents. We did some video displays on our scoreboard, which was really great. Um, and alumni sent in videos, parents sent in videos, um, and the coaches came up with a slideshow. So uh, there was a lot of different kind of moments there that have never been done before. Um, and I thought it was, it was really cool. And I, they probably have had the best senior recognition we have ever come up with, um, which is uh, something they deserve after, like I said, missing out on so much. So we were really happy with it. Um, and I felt like it really um, kicked off these last couple of weeks on campus for them and the vibe they get to bring all the way home to when they do graduate. Great. Let's go through the women and the men in alphabetical order, starting with the women's team. Talk about each of the seniors. We'll start with Caroline Apathy. Of course, you speak of missing out on opportunities. You know, Caroline only got to swim at two NCAAs. Well, one is a first year, one is a sophomore. Uh, did get All-America status as a junior, but didn't get to compete at NCAAs. And of course, senior year, unfortunately, completely wiped out. So, I mean, it's kind of a matter of, wow, what could have been, I guess, in terms of, and I'm sure you would have loved to see how she could have developed into her senior year, right? In terms of, uh, I'm sure you got some times at Tarbell in terms of, you know, on the national stage, right? Caroline's a 15-time All-American and she missed out on her last two um, actual meets at that national level. So you, you're looking at a, a situation where you could be um, claiming her as the most decorated athlete in Bates history, even if she had those opportunities. Um, and, uh, she just was a, a super special athlete, just knew how to get the job done. Um, and we've had some tremendous athletes. Um, when you talk about, um, specificity and, and being the butterflyer and freestyler that she was, um, she set program records with splits and, and times. And, you know, we've never had anybody ranked number one in the country, let alone do it two times. Um, in her junior year, she was ranked number one in the country going into nationals after being abroad in Australia for a semester. So I, I don't even think she had hit her peak yet. Like she was ready for those next four weeks to unfold and be even faster. And that's a, that's a blessing going into a national meet, not trying to replicate what you did, but knowing that you could be better. Um, and so I was, you know, heartbroken for her. We, and for the program, we might've had our first ever NCAA champion. We've had a couple of runner-ups with Vanessa and Sarah DeHare. Um, but um, that, that might have been a real special moment for us. So it just speaks to kind of, um, you know, the resiliency that, that needed to happen. And we didn't get a choice in whether it could or couldn't. She just, you know, 
kept showing up senior year and, and training with her teammates and, and being a part of the program and leading um, on a lot of different levels, whether it was in the pool or over Zooms when we had a lot of our really important team culture talks that we did this year. Just a great teammate and, and tremendous on relays. And anybody that swam with her just felt like they were really in a special situation. I get to swim with Caroline. Terrific. And then Anna Barrow graduated in three years. I mean, that's a rarity at any school, and in particular Bates. Uh, what do you say about Anna Barrow and, and her accelerated timeline here through uh, our Bates undergrad? You know, I guess um, graduating in three years is a little bit of the Anna Barrow mystique. I, she was a walk-on on our program and turned out to score at the three conference meets she went to. Um, and when you have a women's team over 30 and you're only taking 24, though there's 24 recruited athletes on that team. And each year she found a way to, to make an impact and improve drastically. So she did things that you just didn't expect, whether it was graduating in three years and getting all those credits done and, and doing things like that, or, or stepping up and being a member of your, of your 800 free relay. Um, when you only have, you know, eight, eight spots between two relays. And there she was one of the top eight uh, swimmers in that event able to to help us out each year and we knew we could count on her so you know just uh just a phenomenal young woman and and somebody that um exceeded every expectation and then lauren bukri a uh, big time leader as well for the program especially this past year right yeah lauren has um been a phenomenal member of the program every year just lights up a pool deck gives it everything she has and is grateful and happy to be on the pool deck and this year, as we went through all the um, Black Lives Matter and, and racial violence and disparity in this country and really had our eyes opened up, um, you know, you don't want to you don't want to always lean on your on your BIPOC um, team members. Um, and we would put her in a situation um, where we just supported her and gave her as much love as possible. And then she took the reins and really, really helped us hear and learn and and step into the experience she had whether it was in that phenomenal article that you and her put together or if it was um, in a zoom or in a team meeting or one-on-one -on -one with a teammate to try to explain um, the human side of the situation not just the black and white national news tv stuff you see this is real life stuff with real people and and she brought us to another level as a program um, in terms of that and her undying support for a program that is predominantly white and a sport that is predominantly white. Um, and it never made her second guess um, her role and her love for it. So we are very thankful for that. Terrific. And then Helen Bruckner, three-time NESCAC All-Academic Selection. Um, what can you say about what she's been able to do as a Bobcat? I want to say a word that probably shouldn't show up on the Bobcast, but she is just 100% tough as nails and all business. And she would get it done in the pool and in practice, but she let you know what she thought. And she um, stood up for things that she felt were really important. Um, and she spoke to the things that you want team members to speak to. Um, and so Nell was a tremendous teammate and uh, made uh, a big impact in all of our meets um, playing uh, tremendous important, tremendously important roles. Um, cheering and swimming and talking to teammates. So we were really lucky to have Nell leading the way on a lot of different fronts. We already talked about one All-American, but another All-American was Erin Bucky and what she was able to do, right? She is such a great story. She came in freshman year um, and I saw somebody that was just the sweetest, hardest working person you could ask for. Um, and she swam okay freshman year and um, I just went, wow, we did not get out of you what you're capable of. Um, and there's, there's much more to come, but I never knew how much there was. And I'll never forget her sophomore year. She was just in the best shape of her life doing things in practice that made me go, my God, she's going to nationals this year. And freshman year, I didn't even know if she was going to score top 16 in the conference. And she was one of those just national level relay swimmers um, that, played um, a huge role in us getting to those uh, top 15 rankings in the country because she added this depth with this improvement, these drastic improvements that made everybody believe, man, I can go from being 17th and 18th in the conference all the way to one of the 12 on the team heading to nationals and competing for Bates at that level. So she not only did it, but she opened up eyes to all of her teammates, her classmates, um, and, and just showed us, you know, sometimes you just don't know what someone's capable of until they really go for it. And she did that. And she was so responsible for it. She, 
She didn't ask for any extra attention. She just did everything we asked and did it well all the time. Always worked hard, never took it easy, and and uh, always was grateful for the opportunity. Um, and that's great. She never felt like she deserved it. She was thankful. Um, and that kind of person on a, on a relay and on your team is huge. And then Elizabeth Colin, uh, team captain this year, so obviously another strong leader for the Bobcats. Yeah, um, this list is unbelievable as we go through it. And we're only on the seas right now, <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, you know, but like, honestly, um, Cullen was a distance swimmer. Um, she had probably one of those upbringings in the sport where you just see a ton of yards all the time and you can lose your zest and love for it. Um, and it can be tough. And I know she had tough moments in club and high school swimming before she got to Bates, but she came to us and was our biggest fan from day one. There's an article from her freshman year. Um, and she just speaks about the experience on the Bates swim team as the best thing in the entire world. And she carried that all four years. Um, and when we saw her come back from her study abroad with a broken ankle and then still just battle back and do whatever it takes to be a great member of the team, it was like a no brainer when she got elected captain. I mean, she hardly had a season junior year, but that was, that was, that was Elizabeth. That was Colin. She was that type of leader and everybody respected what she did and how hard she worked. Catherine Peterson, another senior for the women's team, uh, top 10 all time, the 50 yard breaststroke, uh, and also top 10, hundred yard breaststroke. Uh, what can you say about her? She was a project. Like, honestly, we didn't know what to do with her, her freshman year, but we didn't have a lot of breaststrokers. And so we said, hey, we're full on the freestyle, we're full on the fly, which are your favorite two events coming out of high school. But if you want to swim in meets, we only have two breaststrokers. So you will always get into a meet as a breaststroker. And if you're good at butterfly, we can probably teach you some stuff here. And she was not that good. I mean, it was not pretty, but there was something really special about Catherine. I mean, this determination and this hard work, I mean, you probably talk to uh, Mike Stelzer and he'll name her as one of the top three people he's worked with in the last four years. She did everything she could in the weight room, in the pool, with the power racks, with the technique, with the equipment we have. Um, and she turned herself into a top 10 breaststroker in program history um, and was on pace to break, you know, have a chance at breaking school records this year based on her junior year performances. And we just were blown away her junior year at what had transpired in the first two years and so ready to just enjoy senior year. I mean, she was arguing with me about going to, on, to nationals on the, on the medley relay. She's like, don't forget to consider me. And I'm like, holy cow, like here's someone I was hoping to get into meets. And now she's talking to me about heading to nationals with us. That was just, that was Catherine. Like I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty amazing. I'm going to do this. Um, and that mentality is what got her to those top 10 times and made her just another great role model for, for the women's and men's team of what's possible. Lily Scott, uh, not only a NESCAC all sportsmanship team selection in 2019-2020, also a team captain uh, this year for Bates. Yeah, and, and Lily came into us as a sprint freestyler, and she was also hit by the injury bug over her four years. And we were really looking forward to like a healthy senior year. She came back to us after um, going abroad junior year, first semester, but she was only abroad for four weeks because she broke her ankle so bad that in South Korea, they said, well, why don't you get home to your doctors and it's going to be better for your rehab than doing it here in another continent with uh, you know, a language issue and, and just all that's happening around you. So she cut her abroad experience short um, recouped and refocused and came back to go lifetime best her junior year and get on relays for her first time ever and score in events and just swim one great swim after another. And I just looked at her again, another just tremendous story and said, how did you get here from where we started the season where we were writing emails back and forth about you know, how bad this injury is and how you can't even be in another country because it's not a sprained ankle. This thing is snapped and broken. Like the chances of you coming back are slim. And here you are on the conference team, which was hard enough to make if you're healthy and having everything go right and everything went wrong and you're here and you're going lifetime best. And now you're on relays representing us at night. Like it was just awesome. And, and again, her and Cullen um, coming back and being captains, after that, those experiences just speaks to what they did on the pool deck with their teammates and how much they were loved and respected. 
Great. Now moving to the men's team. Once again, in alphabetical order, we'll start with one of the captains, Nick Antonellis, uh, uh, one of the top 10 all time in 400 yard IM and 200 yard IM. Yeah. Nick is uh, all around swimmer. Um, he, he made a joke that he was a 400 diameter, but he was only really three quarters of a 400 diameter because there was always that one stroke that would give him fits. Um, uh, average at best, Aaron, if I'm not lying, like he was a worker and that's how he got to be in those, um, in those um, elite levels of our rankings. And I think at one point he even had a school record before it was broken right after him. Um, in his freshman year, when the next swimmer on the team went in and went just a little bit faster in that 4am. But um, Nick is the glue, um, happy, excited, showing up at practices, talking all the time, encouraging his teammates. Um, I would write something impossibly hard. And where most people are like upset and angry that someone is going to make them do that, he would smile like this guy's nuts, but I'm going to do it. And his teammates would appreciate that. And he would shake his head and go um, and with just the greatest attitude. And he said at best his senior night, he said, um, you know, swimming was so important to him, but at its, at its most important was that this was a family that he got to be a part of that believed in the right things. And, and um, he was just uh, a great example of that and really appreciated finding another group of people around him that did that also. Terrific. And the other captain on the men's side is Lee Emmerich. Uh, he's also top 10 all time this, this time in the 200 yard backstroke at number nine right now. Um, you know, didn't swim at, swim at nationals, but you've often talked about how you like some of your captains or almost all your captains, maybe not necessarily be people going to NCAAs because they can show kind of dedication to the program to income or in swimming regardless of results, right? Yeah. I mean, to see that you don't have to be an all American to be captain is a great message to send the team. It's about dedication and consistency. Um, Lee, interestingly enough, um, has, um, rheumatoid arthritis as RA as a young man, and he has been dealing with issues and pain and joint issues with his hands and elbows and, and wrists, um, ever since I've known him. And he just continually found a way to get through our workouts, to get through the weight room, to do all that he could, um, and improve and score points at the NESCAC meet and be dependable. Um, and he did it quietly. Um, and Lee is not someone you peg as a captain because he is quiet and he's getting the job done. Um, but he's not the vocal leader or he's not the one winning races. Um, but he was doing stuff all four years, all three years leading up to his senior year that made his teammates go, this is someone that's reliable, consistent, dependable, and that we will follow. And um, Lee deserved that accolade his senior year, getting that captain title. Um, and he continued to show up every single day this year to every practice that we offered. Um, and he found a way and he was one that should have been most nervous um, during COVID with the pre-existing condition that he has in his immune system where it was um, because of the drugs he was on. So like, I just, I look at Lee and I have so much respect and I listen to him talk to his teammates and I see, you know, I see the impact he has. Um, and we were just really lucky to have Lee there. And Aki George Taylor, tallest swimmer on the team at six foot six and uh, great in the butterfly, right? Yeah, he was a sprint freestyler and butterflyer. He'll tell you his best event um, was the 50 and 100. I'll tell you his best is 25. <laughs> Just getting that guy off the blocks into the other end would work. Aki was a sprinting machine um, and he had a very different background growing up in Nigeria and Lagos, uh, Lagos, Nigeria, and then coming to the States, putting himself through high school and figuring that out and then walking onto Bates campus um, and navigating um, all that it is to be um, a, a Bobcat um, and um, all the expectations in the classroom, in the pool and in the social life. Um, and Aki um, had his ups and downs over four years, um, but there was no doubt that he respected um, what we were doing, the team around him and wanted to perform. And, and Aki was from a different culture in a different place. And it was a lot to learn and a lot to take in. Um, and we, we grew as a program as we saw somebody um, attack things in a really unique way um, and find ways to stick with it and be there and connect with his teammates um, and make it to NESCACs each year. And last but not least, uh, among the seniors, Samuel Montenegro. Tell us about him. Yeah, Sam was the best underwater dolphin kicker I have <laughs> coached at Bates College. 
the best kicker in general. We have a lot of records because you can't just forget about your legs in the pool. Um, and his strokes were all the engine. They were all built around his legs. Um, and he was just um, consistent, hardworking. I mean, I think Sam might have grown the most over four years in terms of growing into a man into being um, a better human, a better adult over his four years. And he was kind of wide-eyed and following at the beginning um, and impressionable. And by the end, he was in charge and a leader and taking kids under his, his wing. Um, and he was just, uh, just a success story from beginning to end. Uh, did really well in the classroom, did really well in the pool, um, and was there every single day for us, making us better and challenging his teammates in the pool during practices. So I was really lucky to have Sam here too. Excellent. So, well, any other thoughts you want to share about the senior class? Uh, maybe the, its personality or what you're most memorable about them, perhaps? Yeah, I mean, this is a senior class that right out of the gate, right in the beginning, was very close. Um, and they forged this togetherness that that was really special. And then as they as they grew, we saw them sophomore and junior year in very important moments step up to challenges when we really needed them. Um, and you know, we had some great juniors abroad when they were sophomores, and they stepped up to play amazing roles on the team while those people were around. Junior year, they stepped up when we traveled to Dartmouth and we had training trip moments where we needed our juniors to be the leaders on the team. They were there to do that. And then, you know, senior year, they just, um, they, they were part of this team because of an enthusiasm and love for the sport, each other and their teammates. And so when you look at a class that had this togetherness, this ability to rise to challenges and be there when the team needed them the most, and then finished off in a crazy year with no dual meets, no nationals, no NESCAC, but never missed a beat and were still there because they loved the sport, loved each other and loved the team. Then you have this love, you have this togetherness and you have this, um, just strong ability to step up and perform when it really matters. So they could knew how to win also. And, and those things are just really rare. And we got to see that. Um, and all the things that made them who they were really helped us out senior year because it all came together. Um, and they not only, you know, talked about leading this team, but they did lead us um, and they were impactful. And it was a year when any senior had every right in the world to disappear and just focus in on themselves and their careers ahead of them. Um, but they took time to make the team better. Um, and that type of leadership is so unique. And I couldn't have been more thrilled to face a challenge in a pandemic um, with this group um, than any other group I could imagine. So we were lucky this year and very thankful. And I wish them the best of luck. It's a really great group full of really successful people going forward. Awesome. Peter Casares, thank you as always for joining us on the Bobcats. Really appreciate it. You bet, Aaron. Keep up the great work. The track and field teams competed at Tufts over the weekend in another non-scoring meet. Both teams set a number of personal records, and quite a few Bobcats should be earning all NASCAC honors for their performances this year. We will have much more track and field coverage when we preview the NCAA championships later this month. And next time on the Bates Bobcast, we'll salute the seniors of Bates Squash, another winter sports team that unfortunately did not get to compete this year. That's next time on the Bates Bobcast. Right.